0: You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co host, Kimberly Whitecamp.
1: And I'm Bobby Lind. And on each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing.
0: Welcome to this very special episode of Chatting with
1: Copywriters. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your co host. And I'm Bobby Lind. And today we are doing a live episode here at Traffic and Conversion Summit.
0: We are. We are meeting in person, in real life. Hashtag IRL. <laughs> and uh, Bobby and I um, decided, you know, we were going to both be at this very interesting event, all aimed at marketing, and wanted to meet in person and do a very special episode about Absolutely. our kind of uh, top takeaways from traffic and conversion. So, Bobby, what do you think so far?
1: Well, this is my first year coming to traffic and conversion. So, um, I'm just, look, first of all, I'm impressed by the number of people that are here. There okay. is. I think they're calling it 6,000, but it might be more than that. I've heard several different numbers at different times. So there's a lot of people here. And that's really awesome to see is that so many people that are interested in getting information and about how to just improve what they do for business and how they can improve for their customers. So that's that's pretty awesome to see. What about yourself, Kimberly?
0: Uh, One of the things I really like is uh, quite a lot of the content so far has been really focused on how to be an authentic business and how kind of marketing and digital marketing especially is changing more towards being all about the customer journey, which uh, if you've listened to it and heard an episode of me before, um, it is. It's all about the customer journey. It's all about providing that the information the customers are seeking, right? They tell you, uh, tell them what you're going to tell them, Give them, you know, ask them what they want. Give them what they want. Tell them what you're going to tell them. Tell them, and then remind them about what you told them. Right?
1: Yes, uh, and and there's yeah, for sure. That, I mean, that's that's one of the best ways to make sure that uh, your customers just know who you are, and know what you're all about, for sure. Um, and yeah, so so authenticity. I kind of think is the um, kind of just the overarching theme. Be authentic in who you are and and how you present yourself and not being that stale company that you know, has the corporate speak that you can uh, Google. We actually learned that I guess you can, you can Google. Google stopping,
0: yeah, Google, we've talked about it before. Or, but
1: even Googling corporate Ipsum. And, lorem
0: Ipsum, yes. yes we, which is
1: effectively, yeah, so it's a Lorem Ipsum, this is a great thing. Uh, so everybody may or may not know about what lorem ipsum text, and that's the Latin, uh, just standard text that you can use to fill something out. It's a placeholder, and they actually have this thing called uh, corporate ipsum, which, uh, if you Google corporate ipsum, sounds like an awful lot of standard websites that you go to these days. And that's that's when you know that you are not being authentic in who you are and what you offer to your um, to your your customers because you sound just like everybody else.
0: Exactly. And, you know, I think the person who mentioned the have you you tried the Lorem Ipsum and the corporate Ipsum Google uh, term was we we ran into Bond Halbert while we were here, which was a nice uh, little surprise for Bobby and I. Um, And it's it's so interesting to see the kinds of people who go to events like this. And that's kind of where being you, being yourself is really important. You'll know, you'll hear people talk about the fact that your LinkedIn image needs to match what you look like currently, right? Don't use a photo that's 20 years old because then no one will notice you. Yeah. Um, and the same thing goes about being yourself in your marketing because if somebody meets you in person, what you're sending out, what you're sending out that's representing your brand and your uh-huh. company's brand, it needs to match. Yeah. Yeah. What you're like in person, and it's really obvious if you've got that corporate—I like to call it the corporate wee-wee. I heard that in a conference a couple of years ago. But um, you know, if you're talking about the corpora, corporate lorem ipsum, if that's what it sounds like on your website, that's not really who you are. That's not really what you represent. It's not really what uh, your your customers are looking for. So that's kind of why you want to be you. Be more you in your marketing.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and um, you know, it, and it doesn't matter whether you know some of the speakers they do a couple hundred thousand, couple, some of the speakers have done millions and even billions. I mean, they had a uh, uh, Rich Branson was was um, one of the, the the guest speakers, and you know, a lot of it just comes down to presenting yourself, the you know, in that 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 way that that speaks to what it is that you're serving your audience and how you can um, and, and just how, how you set yourself apart by being authentic and being you.
0: Yeah, and it's one of those things that a lot of uh, our clients, at least, we've heard from a lot of companies are like, oh, well, my clients don't want to hear about that. My customers don't want to know about my personal story where XYZ happened and that's why I started the company. And mm-hmm. the, the truth is, is that it makes you a real person. It makes you more accessible, and it makes you somebody people are willing to buy from because they know who you are. Um, so uh, I know, Bobby, you were telling me about one of your clients who's like, "Oh, I don't want to say that
1: though, because there it's going to bother them. They don't want to know that." Oh yeah, yeah, no, and and you're just like, no, but they really do. You know, they want to know, they want to know your successes, they want to know your failures, they want to know some level of personal detail. Now there comes a point in time where you can share. much on the personal side oh absolutely from from the business and there's a subset of your customers that will want to hear that but there's a lot of them that won't so there there is a there's a fine balance but it's about being um just kind of being a human and because people don't buy from companies they buy from other people and we've said that a couple of times on this podcast before definitely
0: and that's one of the other things that uh, was mentioned in um, the keynote speech about you know it was all about being authentic all about being you but also about you know automation has a place but not everything needs to be automated at some point somebody's going to want to talk to a person I mean come on do we remember the days when you could call your doctor's office and get like an actual person who worked in the
1: building. What you, you you don't you don't like having to press one for English and then press two to get onto this department and then press three to talk to somebody in customer service and press four if this is your um uh you know your problem and um can you state your problem so we can get you to the right person and then you state it and they go I'm sorry we did not understand that response
0: or better yet you answer all of those questions in that prompt queue and then you get to a person. And they literally ask you every single thing you pressed one for over the last seven minutes. Or, you know, now there's this new thing where they won't let you skip the introduction message. So even if you know your partner's extension or if you know exactly which department you want to reach, uh-huh. you still have to listen to their opening hours and their fax number. Yes. I mean, their and fax number. Come on. Yeah.
1: Please pay close attention as our menu options have changed, but not for the last hundred times I've called you.
0: <laughs> exactly. So that's that's the really uh, other big thing I think that yeah. a lot of companies are kind of moving more towards. It's about the customer journey. It's about, yes, they're a customer, but I want to keep them a happy customer, an excited customer, a customer who really enjoys what I do uh, yeah. for them and how I can help them. Um and part of that is, you know, yes, there's a place for automation, of course. If I'm going to send out an email newsletter, I'm not sending that personally. Because I, I could sit at my computer and press send to every single person in my address book. But the exact same result happens if
1: I press send once to all of the people on the list. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, back to, to, you know, just some of the talks in the, comf- uh, the conference. What's been your favorite talk so far? Oh,
0: you're gonna put me on the spot. Oh, Come I am. on. Um you know, I think one of my favorite talks so far is uh, the rising, and it's really a, it's a combination of two talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the rising uh, interest in small events. in um, mm-hmm. the idea that you don't need, to, you know, we're talking about how it's so amazing that there's six, thousand people here, and it is. It's really awesome. Yeah. But I don't know about you, I'm a little bit of an introvert, and I don't enjoy (laughs) trying to meet people when there's 6,000 people in a room, it's a little hard. So, uh, you know, talking about if you have a really interesting message, and if your company has a way to offer that message in person, but on a small scale you know, all the different ways that you can get them into the room, all the different things you can offer. So it's been two talks that kind of talked about the availability and the ability of people to kind of get you in a live event that's small and intimate, and then you can really get to know the other people in your community.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, and I've been to, you know, obviously big events and small events, and you're right, you know, I, I, there are, I have moments where I can just go up and I can talk to anybody, And then there have been several moments because I'm so overwhelmed with the number of people that are here at times where I'm just like, you know, I kind of want to just fade into a corner for a moment and disappear, which was hard to do yesterday. in my red shirt, which matched the uh, staff shirt, that was always, that was interesting. Um, You know, you want to stand out, but there's a, there's a, you know, when you stand out in the wrong way, um, you can, uh, you can be... Uh, you can be approached for something that you may not have even intended, which is what I, happened with me. I had a, a great shirt on that said, you know, I'm, uh, copywriting is my superpower, and yet it was the same color as the staff shirt. So I had more people come up to me because all they saw was the red shirt and asked for directions on where something was and what time is this and how do I get to over here? And I went, yep, this is a great lesson.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, it really does relate back to being you, being you in your marketing because... Uh, a lot of people out there will see, oh, this particular method worked for XYZ person and mm-hmm. they made millions of dollars, so I have to do it. And then you, you try and stand out just like everybody else, but you're also kind of trying to stand out in a way that's not going to be who you are. Uh huh. And you're standing out in a bad way, or you're sending the wrong message, and that can really uh-huh.
1: hurt you. And it does, but you know, and even like with with my whole shirt situation, it wasn't I intentionally said, "Oh, I'm going to show up in the same color as stop." I just tried something different that said, "You know, you come to a lot of these different places, and you don't see too many people in a bright red shirt." So I said, "Okay, sure, let's try it." You know, next time I'll change the color of my bright, colorful shirt, and we'll see what happens there. But um, yeah, so um, yeah. To, to, to turn the uh,
0: question unto you, Bobby, what was, what has been your favorite talk so far? And mind you, uh, gentle listeners, we are only about halfway through this event, so there's a lot more interesting content to come. But I unfortunately uh, live in a place where there are not many direct flights, so I have to leave the event early tomorrow. So,
1: Bobby, yeah. what has been your favorite talk so far? Let's see. So far, uh, I, so I'm, I'm split between two. Ah. Uh. I am split between two. We both took a cop out. Did no, you notice that? No, but I no, I. But I will. I will talk about. I will talk about one, even though I do have two that are my favorite. So, but I, if I had to talk about one, it would be the um, the first one that I that I went to with Laura Belgrade on emails and the subject lines and the open rates and all sorts of stuff like that. So. Um, uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, just, again, it, personalizing it, being vulnerable, telling the story in your email because once you, when, when people really get to know who you are, that's the one thing that you can control the most of and just get some massive, uh, just some massive results from in, in your email list. So that was a really fun uh, talk to go to.
0: Yeah, and what you uh, said about story, uh, another thing that she really pointed out, right, is it has to be your story. Yes. It can't be a manufactured story. It can't be somebody else's story. And, it, it you know, people may think, oh, well, they're not going to know. It becomes obvious when you're mm-hmm. you're sourcing stories from other people because, you know what, your story is interesting.
1: It, I'm going to disagree to a small point. Ah, not, okay. Uh, right? Because, you know, it's always worth it every so often. Um, but you can use other people's stories But they have to be relevant, and you cannot use them all the time, right? You can't just say, "This is the story about this person," and you, you know, you constantly steal somebody else's story or use somebody else's story to get your point across. Story is important, and um, when it's not a personal story, and so you make that clear. That's what I was saying: is you
0: can't steal someone's story and claim it's your own. You can definitely use other people's stories in your marketing to point out a. To point something out, to to relate something, to say, hey, you know, my friend told me this story, and I think it's a really great lesson for marketing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you can do that. But you know, I'll meet people, or I've heard of people who are like, oh yeah, you know, my my life's boring, so I wanna I wanna steal so and so's story because it's more interesting. And it's like, no, no, your your life is yours, and it's your experience, and you bring something to that that made you decide to start. Your business or sell your product so people want to know that
1: yep absolutely
0: so uh, you know we've kind of talked about our, our favorite talks so far and the big takeaways which are pretty much you know being you and not automating every single part of your business, and knowing when you want to automate and when you want to be that personal outreach. So, what are your final thoughts on uh, traffic and conversion, or you know, going to events in general? What can people do to kind of market themselves and their brand in an authentic way?
1: Oh man, I mean, really, the biggest one for me is it's the networking aspect of it. It's getting to see people face to face and actually developing that, uh, mm-hmm. developing the relationship. You know, if you come to these events and the only thing, whether it's large like uh, TNC or it's, um, um, you know, a smaller event, what's really important is that friendship and relationship that you get to start with people. Because um, not everything happens at these events and says, oh my gosh, I'm going to walk away and pay for the event at the event. You know, maybe it takes a time or two to to develop and grow that relationship, you know, or it could be, You know, something could happen when you get back. Something could happen a week from now. It could be a month or a year or a couple of years, but it's that relationship. It's build, it's connect with people and really have that personalized. um, I know who you are. I know that you're a person. I've actually seen you and, you know, people, people do business with people. Absolutely.
0: I mean, come on. Bobby and I met at an event and decided to start a podcast based on the events of the event. (laughs) Um, But also, you know, I think that's another really important point you made that it's a starting point. Uh, events like this are times for you to connect, they're times for you to meet people in person, which is really powerful, but then you have to take that that one step further and continue to keep in touch. So many people, you know, you gather all those business cards and they collect dust at the bottom of your bag until the next time you have to travel, and that's not the way to do it, right? If you make that connection, if you connect with somebody who's really uh, a great option for you to build your network, to get to know, and maybe even become a good friend, you have to keep in touch. So having a follow-up system, having something that you're gonna say, okay, you know what, it's been a few weeks. I want to see how they're doing. I want to hear about that awesome project. I want to hear about the results. How did it go? You yep, know,
1: absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's gonna wrap up our time here. As we, um, you know, we've still got a lot of things to do, and there's another whole day and a half worth of uh, events here for us. And um, absolutely. So. Yeah, so, you know, remind, reminder
0: everyone that you can check us out at chattingwithcopywriters.com or catch us on your favorite podcast listening service, such as Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, or uh, hit the subscribe button to catch uh, any future episodes of Chatting with Copywriters. And if you like what you hear, please share it out on social media and then let us know about it.